This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meet Your Congregation with Jay and Caleb for Revolution Church. Hello. Uh, we, today we're welcoming our, our friend and fellow Congo member, Kate. Hi, how are you? Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, all good. Thank you. It's um, nice and sunny here today. So the sun's just going down here. So we're in London. So London. yeah, it's been a good day. How's the quarantine treating you there? Uh, yeah, it's pretty hard. Um, we're just coming to the end of week two of lockdown. Um, at the moment, the government are saying they're going to review it in another week, but uh, I, there's no chance that it will be lifted really at that point. I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's at the first sort of week or so. It seemed it seemed okay. You know, we were getting used to it, but I have to say this week's been harder. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Me too. It's been really tough. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it in a way, I think it's easier for me and um, my kids. We're sort of introverts so we're quite happy being at home mm-hmm. yeah that's funny um yeah but i i don't know we are beginning to go a bit stir crazy now mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i think as introverts i mean because i'm an introvert too we like the like to be home but we also like the choice mm. and it's when, yeah. it, when it's not your choice it just kind of does something in your brain of like yeah i'm stuck yeah it, yeah i've had a few nights where i just put the kids to bed and then went outside and then all of a sudden was just like, this is, this is weird. This is tough. This is really tough, you know, especially with all, you know, I mean, you guys have been going through it really tough mm. and now we're mm. being hit really hard. Um, it's, yeah, it's unsettling and really scary. I mean, it's like, is this, what is this? Is this mm. Armageddon? I mean, mm. yeah, I, I know. I mean, I, I work for um, adult social care, so it's, I don't know if you've got that, what their equivalent would be over there, but it's I basically I'm an occupational therapist. So I go into people's homes who many of them are very, very elderly or have got quite uh, severe disabilities in many ways. And um, so it's, yeah, it's hard times, you know, you, you're feeling the anxiety of all of those people as well as your own, mm. you know, um, and many of, the clients that I see are, um, over here, they're, they're being told to basically stay in their homes and not go out at all for the next 12 weeks. Oh, wow. So, you know, I mean, the government have put in place a lot of stuff, which is great. You know, they deliver food parcels and prescriptions and, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's the social isolation for people is just mm. extreme. It's yeah, it's hard. Well, you're doing good work. Then that's that's good that you can help the elderly uh, still get by while while being stuck inside their houses. Mm. So yeah, 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 it's good. My kids seem to be coping all right with it. I've got um, a 16 year old son who's a gamer. So to uh, be honest, hasn't really noticed. It's like COVID. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got also got a 13 year old daughter. So she's she's doing fine, but missing her friends. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah my my yeah. daughter's two and a half, 
And, and, uh, she would think that, you know, she'd be just fine, but she misses her friends and she doesn't, she's like, Mm -hmm. she talks their hands a lot. She's like the virus. And she's so mad that we can't go to the park and can't go to, you know, a lot of the parks here are indoor because of the weather, but even the outdoor parks are questionable now. And so, yeah, you know, my son's a little bit like me, so he's like happy that he doesn't have to be at daycare and he can do it. You know, he's fine with being inside, but. Minnie wants to play, play, play. <laughs> yeah. What's the restrictions like then? Well, I mean, we're recommended not to go out at all. Yeah. But it's not like they're like stopping people. You know, it's not like there's like like uh, checkpoints or something to make sure people don't go out. But mm. it's it's uh it's kind of creepy how slow I mean, traffic is and. Well, and I, yeah, and I think they're kind of wanting everybody to self-regulate. Okay. You know, but what's hard is like when you're. Our president goes back and forth from taking it serious to not taking it serious. Yeah, you know? I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the problem is, is a lot of people, like he said yesterday, like the CDC, the Center for Disease Control said everybody should wear face masks. But then mm-hmm. he was like, but I'm not going to do it, you know. And so, um, wow. yeah, so I went out today, <laughs> wow, and, yeah. you know, and I had to stop by the drugstore on the way here and. You know, no one was wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I was pretty pretty surprised. So it, it's scary, you know, and you can see like yeah. parts of the country where the governors aren't being as strict, are just exploding with the with the virus. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I've been doing my best to stay home. Yeah, our, our restrictions are a bit more, um, our restrictions are a bit tighter, I think. Um, we're allowed to go to the supermarket. Um, probably they say once a week if you can. Um, we're allowed to go to a pharmacy or to medical appointments, um, and we're allowed to go out once a day for right. exercise. Um, and there are police out. You know, they're stopping people if if they think that they're not. You know, like today there was problems. I think near the sea where people had gone to the seaside, and then so they are intervening at times like that. Okay. I hope they start yeah. actually doing that here some because it's just out of control. Mm. It's, you know, I don't know. Mm. It's just yeah. terrifying. Mm. So, yeah, like living in this reality is it's God, it's just so bizarre. Mm. You know, it's just I mean, I've just been a homebody, you know, just, you know, yeah. I got to come over to Caleb's today. So that was, you know, my outing for the. <laughs> Yeah. For the week, and then I pick up my kids from their moms, and then take them back to my house. Yeah. You know, that's about it. But yeah, yeah, it's tough. Um, well, I guess we could ask you a question of uh, good our normal questions. Yeah, right. Which is tough in this time. But, yeah, I know. Um, usually, we ask folks <laughs> in the normal life, <laughs> "How did you find out about revolution?" And it's pretty cool. I always I have to fight this want to say Europe. So in the UK, because. Technically, you guys aren't yeah. Europe anymore. Um, no, not well. We're kind of in this bit in between stage. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I understand. So my best friend's from Belfast, so you know, which okay. is which is the UK. So I, I spend a lot of time there. But I'm, I have not been to London since I was a kid. I want to go there, but another one of my good friends is 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 from the UK, and I really hope all this stuff will be over and I get to go spend some time there. But um, how did you how did you find out about Revolution? And when did you start listening? So. Um, 
I don't really, I, I, I sort of flitted in and out for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I think I first probably came across you guys. Um, I was listening to Rob Bell and some of the early holy stuff on the podcast. And um, I think I must have seen or heard you interviewed by one of them and listened okay. um, to a, a few of the podcasts. Um, but really, I've been going through the last year or two really struggling to know what I believe really so sometimes I listen in stuff and sometimes I just have to have a break from trying to work out what I do and do not believe in right um so yeah I I started listening a bit more just before uh Christmas time okay I'm really trying to tune in regularly really feeling like the need to have some sort of um rhythm to thinking about my faith, uh, getting some community with people, but really struggling to find people that I click with. Yeah. Partly because of that acceptance of the fact that I don't know what I believe yeah. a lot of the time. So. You're in a good place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just been a short while, really. Cool. Okay. That's always awesome, though. Yeah, that is cool. Just hear people are being you know new listeners that's always especially because my last year was just crazy and really mm-hmm. tough so it's to have folks have come along during that time is always interesting to me mm-hmm. um really cool but especially someone from U- the uk I mean, yes yeah. makes me very happy <laughs> all my yeah. favorite bands are from the uk <laughs> oh, okay yeah the clash and the sex pistols and uh-huh. and stiff little fingers and so, yeah. Cool. For sure. Yeah. I just want to go shopping in England and buy some cool <laughs> punk rock stuff and albums, records. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe not right now. No, not yeah. right now. There's nothing no. open. <laughs> the stores open. I have to break into the stores. Um, Even McDonald's isn't open here. Really? So. Well, our drive yeah. our drive throughs are open, no. but that's it. No drive throughs. No. Ah. Wow. Shut Yeah, you guys are taking it a lot more serious than we are then. <laughs> As they probably have for centuries. Yeah. Shocker, America's Shocker. over here acting up again. Yeah. Uh, so, so were you you were raised in the church? Then it kind of sounds like is that is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I was. My parents are basically church planters. Uh-huh. So uh, they planted a church when I was maybe eight or nine, about that sort of age. Um, so it was brought up in the church. It was a non-denominational church, mm, right? So, but, but yeah, I'd say it was quite. It, I wouldn't say it's fundamentalist in the sense of some of the fundamentalist churches in America, but certainly that's what life was—just yeah. church, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have a, you know everything around life in the evenings the daytime was with church really yeah. yeah so i guess when i went to university um and i left home i did continue i can't carried on going um to a christian union while i was at university and that's where i met my husband mm. um and then we moved up to london that's where he was from so we, we're in sort of right the outskirts of london on the west side and we started going to a church um, together there. 
Um, and we were there 18 years, so it was pretty serious. Okay. And yeah, my uh, my husband was particularly very, very passionate about serving the church. Um, he actually, in the latter years, became um, a, a pastor there. Okay. So it was kind of a a weird thing because I think growing up, I'd always thought, no, I don't want to be married to a pastor. When things were looking like they were going that way, I really pushed against it somewhat okay. because I didn't, I didn't really want that life. I yeah. didn't, didn't really want that for the kids. But anyway, we we pursued that and... So for a few years, that's that's where we were at. But really, during that time, it was quite a hard few years, really. Yeah. Um, again, church just was everything, and 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 for me as well, it it was everything. I was really immersed in it, but I just began to feel a bit uncomfortable with, I guess, some of the things that were being preached, some some of the inclusivity stuff. You know, I just. And also just as a family, just the fact that we didn't have time for anything else. And and even the church that we were within, there really wasn't, it was almost like that was the only church that existed. Right. Yeah. Um, That's like the community. You know I mean? Yeah, it's like the, it's like the yeah. church becomes the community rather than part of the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, it'd be so busy, just three services on a Sunday. And then there would be like home group and then we were home group, um, you know, leaders. So you'd have meetings about that and you'd have meetings about meetings. And <laughs> men's breakfast and women's breakfast yeah. now for courses. And uh, I mean, loads of they did do a great amount of community work, you know, food banks and, you know, that kind of stuff. It was all good. But really, all of our friendships were within the church yeah, yeah you know um so i won't really go into what what happened really because it's not really my story to tell but in in the end my husband did resign and we left sort of quite quickly um and it was hard because sort of 18 years of friendships and that's mm, our whole life yeah. was then gone wow Ugh. literally overnight um and it was hard for the kids they bet, yeah. lost all their friends um, we went. We went to another church quite quickly. A, a completely a different church, a very small church that was very local to where we lived. And we were there for a couple of years. And to, to be fair, it was kind of what we needed at that time. The people there were great. They were kind of um, they were what we needed in terms of community. Um, but I think by that time, I'd I particularly had begun to feel uncomfortable with Mm. some of what was being preached and my husband likewise was beginning to go through a shift in his faith and you know we just got to that point you know and that Sunday afternoon we just come back from church and then just like decompress and right (laughs) just not yeah just talk about everything that we didn't agree with anymore. And you just think, no, we can't carry oh, wow. on like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. can't carry on. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, we've not been going to church now, I guess, for about 18 months or so. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. It's, wow. So it's all pretty fresh for you, huh? Yeah, it is fairly. And I yeah. think, you know, 
I've needed that complete break as well to get back to to how I want family life to be. Yeah. How how I want to live my life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just to have a bit of a chance to think about what I really believe anymore totally. without that kind of pressure of you know. Yeah. That, being there every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not being able to Doing. ask the questions that probably everybody else is thinking. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. And 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 that's what I like about revolution that, you know, there's a whole bunch of people there that don't don't have any answers or would have completely different answers to everyone else. And that's absolutely fine. Totally. Yeah. You know? Summed it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I you know, I really appreciate that. Oh, that's um, great. That makes me happy to hear. Yeah. That's really cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, especially because that's such a hard break. I mean, when my parents had their scandal when I was 11 years old, I mean, I had this the same thing. And I don't – and I think churches mean well. And sometimes I get into this kind of concept of that they have to be like just doing more and more and more. But what they don't realize is mm. that they just – when it becomes your life, you're not even prepared to live life after you if you leave i mean it's like a it was such a break and it was such a mental like Mm. adjustment to try to make because everything i knew Mm. christian school church all the time all my friends everybody family you know and you just lose all that and it's so traumatic and i i've i've often thought that the church makes churches make a huge mistake trying to monopolize people's time and uh, and trying to create community within a church rather than trying to be a church in a community where it's like, yeah, yeah we're here on Sundays, maybe twice, you know, maybe a Bible study if you want to come. But then, mm-hmm. you know, go to the stores, go to the restaurants, go live a life. You know what I mean? Just kind of be yeah. and let it be a part of yeah. your life. And I think I would like to see that happen more. I just because it's just so devastating, too, when the church has all these rules and regulations and people who get kicked out of church. And then they mm. just don't know what to do with their life anymore. You know, it's yeah. just, it's like, I thought this was, you know, church was kind of supposed to help us learn how to, mm. to live life, mm. you know, and live life well. Yeah. And instead it becomes like this, you know, trap yeah. Yeah. That, that causes us from experiencing life at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I even hearing these sermons? Who am I going to, you know, everybody else knows the same <laughs> shit that I do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's tough. Yeah. It's it's cool to hear you, Kate, saying uh affirming the the, the stuff that we're we, we try to the the um environment that we try to create. It's cool that to hear someone who especially someone who's you know, a new set of eyes uh affirming that it is welcoming to, you know, people questioning and, and uh it's almost like mandatory you have to be in a crisis in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're in a crisis, come to revolution. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we usually, yeah. we usually, uh, kind of wind these things down by asking, uh, what, what can we do better or what can we improve on? What's something that maybe we're not doing at all or not doing enough of that you'd like to see a uh, revolution, uh, doing? Uh, I struggle to know really, like, <laughs> yeah. because I think, you know, yeah, I'm quite new to it, but you know, I'm, I think what you've done at, on the Facebook live is a really good thing and to have people having conversation, you know, I think some of the Bible study that you're planning to do will be really good. Cool. I guess for us, like UK guys or European guys or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, I guess to just make sure that you always put what 
time zone you're going to mm-hmm. be in. Oh, yes. Yep. Because your summer time change is different to ours. And, you know, yeah, so that'd be quite a good thing to add in. Central. But I think just, CST, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I just, I'm really grateful to you guys, really, for, for being there. And it's really good. Well, we're grateful to hear that. I mean, that, I mean, that's honestly keeps me going, you know, I mean, and, and here's somebody who's in another part of the world to say that, know that we're helping is, you know, it's beyond my imagination sometimes, you know, it's like, it's just like, you just, mm. you know, like I had to sit down last night and think about all the work I've done. Cause I was just feeling really just kind of insecure and just like, how do I, you know, I have to do a sermon and I'm like. I've been doing this for like 25 years. I've done A, B, C, you know, I've had people live with, you know what I mean? I kind of just had to go and remind myself mm-hmm. of where I've been and what I've done, you know, because yeah. it just, you know, because sometimes I just want to just start right now, you know, just everything's gone yeah. and I can't think of anything, but sometimes I have to remind myself that we've been doing this for a long time because otherwise it just doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel real. It's really hard to explain, but it's just... You know, so hearing your words, I mean, really encouraged me. And I just, you know, hope I can make it out there one day as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe my buddy Barry, once this is over, will yeah. give me a place to crash. Yeah. Yeah, so. he's in, him and Mar- and uh, Maria are in London right now. Yeah, do you know Barry Taylor? Do you know of Barry Taylor? I don't think so. Um, he's really great. We'll have to. Yeah, he's wonderful. Tell you about, I mean, get you in contact with him he's really amazing he's a theologian and philosopher and he lives out in london and love that guy good guy that's cool yeah that's great so oh nice to talk to you guys yeah, yeah. nice to talk to you thanks so much for talking with us this after this evening or whatever it is for you <laughs> evening for me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, you, afternoon for us yeah well, take care have a good week yeah Stay safe. yeah you too yeah all right <laughs> bye-bye thanks kate take care bye We'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. Hi, I'm Caleb with Post-Christian Podcasting. If you enjoyed this episode, you might also like The Sacred Collective. We are The Sacred Collective. Join us. Can I ask, were you fully buying into that up until the point that you were 13? Was that just like, did you just well, kind of assume that? those are some weird that? years, but yeah, yeah I did. Mm-hmm. I did believe all of it, yeah. you know? I really only started questioning it around that age. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I didn't, I, I didn't want to leave, but I was scared to leave. Mm-hmm. And so, like, those four years in high school was just kind of like up and down, up and down, because it was very emotional for me. And mm. uh, a compounding factors, I have an anxiety and panic disorder. Mm-hmm. And so not only am I considering if God is not real, I'm also considering, am I going to hell? Yeah. That does not play well with anxiety. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it was really traumatic to be considering these choices and considering these options and not trusting myself and then... And then kind of feeling like I had to double down. Mm-hmm. So a lot of high school was just like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm an atheist. Ah! And then everyone wants to debate me. 
because I'm in a Christian bubble. Right, yeah. So I'm just getting emails all day long. Mm. Everyone's just like, hey, yeah. what questions do you have about the Bible? Right. Let's rip it out. Yeah, Let's do yeah, it right yeah. here, it's, right it's now. It's apologetics, which is like a whole culture, really. Like, oh, we have an answer to any question oh, yeah. you could have. Yeah, you it's just on let tap. me know. Let just, us know. I've got it all yeah. figured out. Don't mm-hmm. you worry about yeah. it. Yeah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Fuckity fuck. But yeah, so people wanted to debate me, and I was like, first you have to prove that there's a God and then you have a whole lot of work after mm-hmm. that to and prove that your God specifics. Is, is this character that's presented to you in these scriptures? There's a, there's a lot of burden yeah. on them to do that and so I just kept on getting frustrated and hitting my head against the wall yet at the same time feeling still pulled towards the religion because of my dependency on it. Um, so, so I internalized all that. Internalized the shame of mm. not for, of it not making sense to me. That was a post-Christian podcast.